Well, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to a Wednesday, March the 30th edition of the We Tackle Life podcast. I'm Bruce Hooley. Glad to have you along as we talk a little Browns, a little Buckeyes, a little NCAA basketball tournament, and anything and everything else that interests you as we head toward the 1st of April, which is just a few days away. I uh, will not, I repeat, will not, promise, I will not do any uh, goofy April Fool's jokes here on the We Tackle Life podcast, but hopefully you will enjoy today's program, and hopefully you will continue to patronize our sponsors, including the one and only Hemisphere Coffee Roasters in Mechanicsburg, but you need not go to Mechanicsburg to get your delicious Hemisphere Coffee. You can have it shipped right to your door. They will do a phenomenal job doing that. They'll give you 15% off when you use the promo code WETACKLELIFE in all caps, so why would you not take advantage of Hemisphere Coffee Roasters' delicious coffee, tea, Cocal chocolate, non-GMO, sugar-free, gluten-free, really a good deal, really tasty chocolate, and it's great for you if you're dieting and you need eh, a little chocolatey-type taste. It tastes like dark chocolate, only it's not dark chocolate, but it's really good for you. Hemisphere Coffee Roasters, they support ministry efforts around the world, Indonesia, Thailand, Ethiopia, Nicaragua. Patronize them online, HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. All right. Let's start with a little Ohio State football news. They're back. They are practicing. They are building toward their spring game, which I definitely will not be attending because, true confession, I scheduled my wedding on the day of the OSU spring game so I could get out of covering it because I always found it to be one of the most, um, well, waste of time, I would say. Waste of time, yes. Because how am I supposed to take seriously a game where uh, guys play for both teams and the scorekeeping is such that you can't understand it and they always end it with you know a really good play that makes somebody look really good I just could never take the thing seriously and I never found it to be particularly uh, enlightening on who was going to play in the fall I remember guys who would be like spring game MVP and they never get on the field in the fall so I never took it seriously but it's good I guess for uh, guys to get a chance to practice I think uh, I'd love for uh, college athletes now uh, to be able to have like time off from their sport, that's not a thing anymore. Nobody works a summer job anymore. Of course, they don't have to work a summer job anymore with na- uh, name, image, and likeness. But the thing that I saw the other day about Ohio State football in spring football that made me go, huh, what? Why are they doing this? Is one more time they are moving around Cade Stover. Former Mr. Football Cade Stover. I really like Cade Stover, and I really like Cade Stover because I know Cade Stover's family, and they're a great family, and I love guys who are from not, you know, big football factories, but are just the quintessential raw-boned, hard-working farm kid who is blessed with natural ability and then works hard to develop that natural ability. That's Cade Stover. And he came to Ohio State as a linebacker. And then they moved him to defensive end. And then they moved him to tight end. And then before the Rose Bowl, they moved him back to linebacker because they were in a pickle personnel-wise. And he played his tail off at the Rose Bowl. And now he's back to tight end. I just am like, come on, man. Like, leave Cade Stover at linebacker because he showed he could play linebacker. And I don't know what they're doing. I guess they got a new defensive coordinator, Jim Knowles, and maybe he wants a different thing, or maybe it's Cade's idea. If it's Cade's idea, okay. I wouldn't understand that because uh, I thought, uh, you know, Cade at linebacker showed that that's where he belonged. But I want to see Cade Stover on the field. 
And to me, uh, you're not giving a kid a chance to get on the field if you keep moving him, moving him, moving him, moving him, moving him, moving him. So we'll see. But go get him, Cade. Good luck to you. And uh, I hope you have a great year. Okay. Uh, the other Ohio State related thing that we have to talk about is, uh, of course, what appears to be the imminent remaking of the basketball roster. Look, I'm interested in this. You may not be interested in this, but I'm very interested in this because I think this coming year is a year that's going to decide Chris Holtman's future at Ohio State. Uh, right now, he should not be on the hot seat. Right now, he has done you know, a pretty good job. A couple years ago, I would have said a really good job. Up until last year's loss to Oral Roberts, I would have said an exemplary job. The loss to Oral Roberts was tough. It happens. Teams lose games. Kentucky lost to St. Peter's, okay? This year, I don't believe we've given Chris Holtman enough credit for persevering through a lot of challenging situations. Injuries, justice suing chief among them, and the COVID layoff. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day about the team. And we were both expressing our um, mystification, I guess, our lack of clarity on what happened to Justin Arns on this team. We forget, because of the way the season ended with Justin Arns, that there were games this season where Justin Arns was a very consequential player for Ohio State and, in fact, started a bunch of games. And after the COVID layoff, he was not a factor to, to the benefit of Ohio State. He struggled to make shots. And his defense became something that other teams targeted. Villanova went right at him two or three times when he was in in the tournament, and bam, he was out of the game, and that was it. No more Justin Arts. So a lot of challenges. Zed Key got injured. Kyle Young got injured. Justice Suing was injured. Uh, I guess I could put Seth Towns on the list, although I never thought Seth Towns was ever going to help this team. Michi Johnson got injured. So again, I'm like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. But, but. Everything's fine right now. They've got a really good recruiting class coming in. But EJ Liddell's leaving, which again, fine. You can plan for that. Malachi Branham is, I think, leaving for the NBA because he's a top 20 pick. But here's the thing about Malachi Branham, okay? Malachi benefited this year from having EJ Liddell on the team. And so if he's going to come back, you can say, well, he should come back because he gets a chance to be the man. Yet getting a chance to be the man and being the man are two different things. Like now he's first option to be stopped by opposing defenses. He may want to get out of here and get first round money, mid first round money, before he has another year where, oh, look, Malachi Branham as the number one option in the offense didn't produce as much. And now he's like an end of the first round pick. Eh, I don't know. From a maturity standpoint, and this never matters to players because you're ready when they say you're ready, Malachi could benefit in a lot of ways from coming back. I, If it, if, if it were me, I would factor in, because you know, I'm a <laughs> well over 50-year-old man, I'm factoring in, like, I want my, I would want my son, if I had one, to factor in, like, am I, am I ready in maturity to be competing against grown men who are D-league guys who see me as a way to establish themselves with teams like, hey, I made that rookie look bad. Well, that rookie's got a guaranteed deal. It don't matter if you make him look bad, but that makes guys resent you. The the lifestyle can, you know, (laughs) do we need to talk about what the lifestyle 
of a professional uh, athlete can do to somebody who doesn't have the maturity to handle it. So there are reasons for Malachi to come back. There are reasons for him not to come back. I think he is not coming back. And that ratchets up the importance of Ohio State doing a really good job in the transfer portal, which to this point, what, would, what kind of grade would you give him in the transfer portal? Like C? Jamari Wheeler, he played. Uh, Cedric Russell played. Um, Justice Suing really wasn't a transfer portal. He was a transfer. And Justice has had some moments, but this past year, nothing. Seth Towns, oh, I got the ESPN lead sports center and that was the high point of his uh, time as an Ohio State Buckeye, is declaring he'd be an Ohio State Buckeye. So they got to come up with somebody or buddies, bodies in the transfer portal to offer them some legit, no doubt, we can compete type minutes. And one guy they are looking at is Jalen Bridges from West Virginia. He started for two years for hugs. He averaged eight points a game. He's not a really good shooter. But he'd bring some maturity and some experience, and if you got freshmen who can score and all that, okay, fine. He'd be a good get. He'd be a good get because Michigan State's also looking at him, and he's going to visit Michigan State. So there's a ton of competition out there in a transfer portal, and Ohio State, which I would say has not exactly hit it out of the park in the transfer portal, needs to hit it out in the out of the park in the transfer portal this year. They also need to hit it out of the park hiring two new assistant coaches. So we'll see how they do. In basketball in the state of Ohio today, Wednesday, March the 30th, we congratulate Gabe Cups of Centerville, the future Indiana Hoosier, is your Mr. Basketball winner, both from the coaches and the state's media. Cups got the nod from the media today. He got the nod from the coaches two weeks ago. You can read about Gabe Cups under the Who's Hot heading at PressProsMagazine.com. I like Gabe Cups' game a lot, but as I said in the last podcast, I've seen just video of George Washington, the kid from Louisville that Ohio State took and then Cups went to Indiana after Ohio State took Washington. I'm pretty happy with what I see on tape of Washington, but the intangibles with Gabe Cups are off the chart. Coach's kid, killer, understands the game, gym rat. I don't know if George Washington's that kind of kid. George Washington can flat out play the game. So uh, Ohio State got their guy. Cups didn't want to come to Ohio State because of that. Uh, or certainly played into that. So congrats to Gabe Cups. Not very many guys win that award as a junior. LeBron did. Uh, Luke Kennard did. Trying to think of other two-time Mr. Basketballs. But that doesn't mean Cups will win it next year. He won it this year over Sincere Harris from Akron St. V. I've only seen Sincere Harris play four games in my life. All four at the state tournament. His junior year and his senior year. I'd vote for Gabe Cups. I'll leave it right there. I'll leave it right there. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Remember, if you're a business owner, I can save you some time. I can save you some headaches on putting together benefits plans for your employees by directing you to my friends at Associated Underwriters, Inc. AUIinfo.com is the website. AUIinfo.com. They have a chat feature that will allow you to ask your questions free. Get all your questions answered free. Always free. They're paid by the companies that you decide what you want to offer. Is it health? Is it life? Is it vision? Is it dental? Is it a combination? Or is it all four of those? You decide. AUIinfo.com will give you a rating, a uh, analysis, a rendering on what you're spending now and whether you're getting good value for what you're spending. You will thank me. You will send me an email. We tackle life at gmail.com. You will give me a five-star review on Apple. 
if you go to auiinfo.com and engage with them and end up sitting across from either in person or on Zoom from Chrissy, who runs auiinfo.com, because Chrissy is a rock star, an amazing person, an asset to your business, not just in putting benefits packages together, but in helping you with HR. Yes, that comes with doing business with a with AUI. You don't have to pay them ever. They get paid by the companies that you do business with, and you pick those companies, they don't. So auiinfo.com, that's auiinfo.com. All right, we turn our attention next to reports that Tiger Woods is going to play the Masters. I don't have the report that he's definitely playing, but he was seen on a golf course walking around, what, Monday? And then he was seen walking around, playing around at Augusta National. Uh, I don't have the uh, <laughs> the uh, non-Tiger Woods fandom like I used to. I used to root openly against him. Now the guy's been through so much, and he's at such an age, and he's had so many injuries that if he would win another tournament, I mean, hey, give it up to him. But would he be the guy I'm rooting for? No, he would not be the guy I'm rooting for. Um, but, you know, that's a tremendous comeback if he can come back from that car accident and walk 72 holes at the Masters, make the cut, play well. Um, I'm a little bit more um, I'm a little bit more benign in my long-lasting uh, disdain for certain people. I mean, look at me. I'm ready to consider that Indiana basketball might be worth watching without animus in my heart if Gabe Cups goes there. If I can get over that grudge, I can certainly get over uh, my Tiger Woods grudge. I know a lot of you like him. Uh, he's just not my favorite. I'd much rather see Rory win the Masters than I would Tiger. I'd much rather see Spieth win another Masters than I would see Tiger win the Masters. I'd rather see a lot of guys win the Masters before I'd rather see Tiger win the Masters. But I get it. The course is tailored to his skills, when his skills are what his skills used to be, and he knows the greens, and I certainly uh, know enough about the uh, nature of sports and how these kinds of things turn out that maybe that was his moment in the sun 2019 when he won it. Maybe he'll get another one. Who knows? I don't want him to beat Jack's record because I think Jack is the perfect person to have the most major championships in all of golf history, and that's the way I would like for it to stay. As we uh, move to our final sports topic of the day, let me remind you that my attorney firm of choice is Willis Spangler Starling. Willis Spangler Starling, located on Truman Boulevard in Hilliard. They are phenomenal. They do some cases on contingency, some on a flat fee basis. Check with them ahead of time. They have done great work for friends of mine. They've done great work for me. Why have they done great work for friends of mine? Because they've done great work for me. I've recommended them to my friends. And my friends have always said, wow, thanks for telling me about them. Picking an attorney can be a jackpot. You don't know if they're going to overcharge you. You don't know if they're going to represent you with the integrity and character that you want to reflect upon your good name. You don't know if they're going to be competent. These are all concerns that are understandable, but you can put them behind you. If you go with Willis Spangler Starling, they are located on Truman Boulevard in Hilliard. Their firm is growing, but not so big that they won't make your case their priority, shepherd you through it, lead you, inform you, guide you, make solid recommendations based upon their experience and expertise. Willis Spangler Starling, highly recommend them. Highly, 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 highly. They're my attorney, okay? They handle everything that I need an attorney for. Willis Spangler Starling, online, willisattorneys.com, willisattorneys.com. 
All right, we're having the NFL owners meetings right now, which means all the NFL owners are congregated in one place with Commissioner Roger Goodell. And you know what the hot topic is. It's Deshaun Watson's contract, the $230 million the Browns guaranteed him, and the Browns, um, you know, getting past, I guess, the fact that he has 22 outstanding civil lawsuits against him with massage therapists that he is alleged to have harassed or sexually molested or behaved in improper ways with and toward. Uh, There have been 17 depositions of those 22 massage therapists, so there are additional depositions yet to come. And I think it's pretty irrefutable that Deshaun Watson is not going to be eligible to play the first game of the NFL season. He's going to get suspended, and I'd be stunned if he didn't get suspended for six games or more, which means, you know, uh, the Browns' 2022 season is kind of a crapshoot because if you don't have your starting quarterback for six games, uh, that's a problem. They do have a very competent quarterback as backup, Jacoby Brissett, but he's not Deshaun Watson. They've gotten rid of Case Keenum, and they haven't gotten rid of Baker Mayfield yet, but they're certainly going to get rid of Baker Mayfield because while the Browns are talking about now, like, oh, we can keep Baker around, no, you can't. No, you can't. Like, I don't put it past them to think they can because there appears to be no level of drama that they won't entertain or uh, multiply. (laughs) But, But Baker Mayfield coming in with Deshaun Watson already there, I just don't see how that could possibly, possibly be something that they would be stupid enough to think they would dare try. Now, Baker's supposed to make $18.8 million, and I've talked to a couple NFL people, and no, Spiels was not one of them. And I've been like, well, you need a quarterback. Why don't you pick up Baker Mayfield? You think he stinks, or what's the deal? Why would we pay him $18.8 million when the Browns obviously can't bring him to camp and are clearly going to have to release him like they did Odell Beckham, or they're going to have to trade him at the draft, so we might give up, you know, this team told me, eh, we might give up a five, maybe a five, not necessarily an early an early five, but a five, a compensatory pick, yeah, maybe. But if the Browns want a three or anything above, you know, a three, like a mid three, a mid four forward in the draft, they're not getting that. They're not getting that. I mean, when you sink $230 million into Deshaun Watson and you take the criticism for signing Deshaun Watson, you know, part of that sack of crap that you have to swallow is eating a lot of the money that you owe Baker Mayfield and giving up on a guy who you drafted number one overall when you could have had Josh Allen or you could have had Lamar Jackson. That's just part of it. It cannot bring, it wouldn't be fair to Deshaun Watson, and it'd be an absolute circus to bring Baker Mayfield back there. And the other teams in the NFL aren't stupid. They know that. So they're not paying Baker Mayfield. They're not, I, I can't imagine the Browns can get a draft pick for Baker Mayfield and the team will take the team that he would be traded to will take his entire contract. They will not do that. They might be able to trade him, but the Browns will have to pay part of his salary. I'd be shocked if they get away with paying less than 10 million of his salary. Otherwise, teams are just going to wait till the Browns release him and they're going to sign Baker Mayfield as a free agent. So the Browns are not in a position of strength here. They clearly have put all their eggs in the Deshaun Watson basket, and 
They're going to have to roll with that. They're just going to have to roll with that. Okay. Let's go now to the faith portion of the podcast. The faith portion of the podcast is uh, today going to come from, um, in part, the book of Psalms, and in part from a book in the New Testament that a lot of people don't talk about very much. Uh, it's kind of a underrated book in the New Testament. But as I've been reading the Psalms lately, five chapters a day, and I think I'm up to Psalm 35, uh, I've been struck by how often uh, David reflects upon the majesty, the incomparable nature of God. Now, I have spent my professional life trafficking in words, written and spoken. I have uh, a little running gag with a friend of mine where we will throw out a word that is not commonly used in day-to-day conversation, and we'll joke about it being the word of the day. And so I I like words. I think words are are really, really cool. And uh, as I was reading Psalms today, I was struck by, as I contemplated David's marveling at God's majesty and God's vastness and all these characteristics of God that, that just leave me <laughs> well speechless, <laughs> wordless. And I thought about like, so I'm praying and I'm like, man, Lord, like, thank you for the opportunity to be a vessel for your message. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for the fact that you want to have fellowship with me and that you sent your son to die for me and redeem me of my sins. And, and I realized that as much as I want to express my gratitude for that, my words are so completely inadequate to accurately convey my appreciation. Um, the human brain, and I thought about this, like, why can't I, why can't I come up with anything that I feel like isn't just a terrible, inept, impotent, fractional representation of my gratitude and of God's amazing vastness and holiness and power and majesty. And, and so I get to thinking like, what's wrong with me? Like, what was, what was my, am I, is my brain not functioning well? And I thought about the brain. I thought about the human brain and what the human brain has done in the world. The human brain has conceived brilliant discoveries of science and amazing technological inventions and innovations and things that just absolutely blow my mind, like robotics and rockets that can fly to the moon, can escape the Earth's atmosphere. The, the, the weight of gravity can power through that and could circle around the globe. And there's a human mind that's come up with a mathematical equation to figure out like how you can shoot another rocket or how this part of the rocket can break off and they can touch in space and unite and break apart again and fly back through the atmosphere and fall in the ocean and we can send a ship right to those coordinates and rescue them. I mean, that's amazing stuff. That's amazing stuff, right? Yet I lack the verbal skills 
Even though I can write words that, that move people emotionally, I can speak words that inspire people motivationally. Uh, I can feel the depth of emotions for my daughters, my wife, friends that deepen my bond with them relationally. I can do all that. And yet, despite that complexity of the human brain and despite that creative potential of the human mind, despite the miraculous capacity of our bodies to grow and birth children and nourish them and 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 suffer injury and heal a bone to knit itself back together a cut to close over and heal despite all that to undergo for a body to like lose a hundred pounds and for skin to like expand and contract and tighten and for a for the heart to be a muscle that can in my dad's case like his arteries to his heart became clogged and capillaries grew from his from his heart grew from his heart originated generated from his heart that fed his body and kept him alive yet i'm completely and utterly unable to accurately fathom and express the vastness of God, the holiness of God, the purity of God, the goodness of God, the mercy of God. We, we are amazing beings superior in every way to animals, yet we can't fully comprehend or form the words that are appropriate to thank God for the redemptive work that he's purposed in our lives, for the privilege, for the privilege he gives us to share that message with a world so immersed and distracted by all manner of nonsense, lies, folly, error, and a world that just leaves his incomparable gift of salvation and forgiveness and redemption, just lays it on the table and says, no thanks, I don't want it. And that is our privilege to be able to share that with people, to daily understand the responsibility that comes, grows out of the gratitude that we feel and understand and should never lose sight of for what he's given us, right? And so um, everybody's a shepherd. Everybody's a shepherd. We've all been given a flock to lead and nurture and protect and bring to him. And so I was reading, honestly, like I'm in Psalms, and then I was like, go to the book of Titus. I don't, it's a God thing. You got to be a Christian to understand it. You just get a prompting, like go to the book of Titus. So I go to the book of Titus. I go to the book of Titus. And I, and I look and I'm like, what do I, well, what do I have underlined in the book of Titus? And here's what I, here's what I landed on. Titus 3, verse 4 through verse 8. But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, okay, when the kindness 
and love of God our Savior appeared. That's Jesus, God our Savior, appeared. He saved us, not because of the righteous things we have done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior. And so we have that indwelling spirit of God because it's been poured out on us by Jesus Christ, who's God coming to earth. Verse 7. <clears throat> so that why, is that, why did all that happen? Why did he send Jesus? Why did Jesus like leave us with his Holy Spirit when he ascended back to heaven? So that having been justified by his grace, his gift of salvation, we might become heirs having the hope of eternal life. And then Paul says, I want you to stress these things so that those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone. Yeah, you can chase pleasure and power and prominence and prestige, but there is nothing, nothing we can do on this earth that is more fulfilling and more important than sharing that truth of what God did by sending Jesus, what Jesus did by serving as the atonement for our sins, and what we should feel compelled to do, sharing that love with others because the Spirit of God is in us. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone. That's, that's where our motivation needs to come from. And so that's what I leave you with today as uh, we conclude this edition of the uh, We Tackle Life podcast. Appreciate you guys joining very much. You can review me and the podcast on iTunes. You can send me an email, wetacklelife at gmail.com. Hopefully you will patronize our sponsors and uh, share this with your friends. I would appreciate that very much. So have a great day, and we'll talk to you again on Friday which will be April the 1st. Enjoy your day.